Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. It is Tuesday, January 22nd, and you are listening to The JVest Show. We are thankful for you listeners, whether you are in Asia, the United States, Brazil, Greece, um, Mexico, Poland, Indonesia, everywhere. We are, um, actually, we're, we're number 18th in Laos. I believe that's how you say it. So shout out to everybody that's listening, no matter where what part of the planet you are in. And I am your host, Jay Vaz. Today's show is a good one. We'll be talking about the teenage kid with the Make America Great hat again. Was he really being disrespectful to the Native American? We'll be talking about the two-year-old that threw her hands up because the cops were pointing the guns at her parents, and apparently they were pointing it at them as well. That's Florida people. That's the shit they do. They do crazy shit. Later on on the show, we are joined by South Carolina artist Ray Gotti. He'll talk to us about working with Struggle Jennings. He'll talk to us about his uh, upcoming projects, his early beginnings. And uh, he's actually a humble dude, a real real cool dude. We enjoyed we enjoyed his synergy. We enjoyed the interview. So I hope you guys enjoy just as much. Uh, you can find all the links to his music, to his social media pages on the description, and um, make sure you follow him, uh, subscribe to his uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, if you are a listener, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at JVAS Show. Check out the new and improved website, thejvassshow.com. You can find pictures of upcoming events. I'm sorry, you can find pictures of events we've been to and information on upcoming events. You can also find video footage, so make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube page as well. We're not going to hold you up any longer. You are listening to The Jay Vass Show. I am your host, Jay Vass. Let's go! Three, two, one. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are a little bit nervous. I am a little bit nervous. I don't know how to act right now without a third person on the line. <laughs> but it's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. I am your host, Jay Vass, alongside my co-host, Prince Jericho. Not to be confused with Chris Jericho and the walls of Jericho. Um, What's good, man? It's been a while. Before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's been tuning into the podcast, whether you're in the United States. Uh, we got a lot thank of listeners you, in Houston, Spring, Tomball. Um, where else? El Campo. We got listeners in Mexico, Brazil, Poland, Australia. Uh, Laos. Greece. There's a new one, right? Laos. We are charted number 18 in Laos. Uh, I think that's Ooh. in Asia, according to Google. Uh, so shout outs to y'all. We appreciate you guys listening. And um, all 500 occupants. You know, it might be. It might be 500, but I mean, if if we're <laughs> ranked number, the love, guys. yeah, if we're ranked number 18, that means like 250 or 300 of them are listening. So shout outs to them. Either that, or there's only 20 podcasts out there. I don't know. One thing or the other. <laughs> Who knows? It looks good. Numbers look good. Though. <laughs> the numbers look good. That's all that matters, ladies and gentlemen. And um. You do have an option to listen to other podcasts, however you're listening to ours, and we do appreciate it. So, let's get the show rolling, man. Um, well, we, have, we, we hadn't been on since before New Year's, I believe, which has only been three weeks, but it sounds like a long time. A long time. Oh. A long time. Fuck, I can't even talk English been, right. 
we've been doing a lot. I mean, the past three weeks have been super busy, though, so it does feel like we've been at it for a while now. Yeah, yeah, and if you guys listen to the podcast, if you've, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now, um, you might be familiar with stuff that we got going on outside of the recording part. Uh, we are turning into a... Um, we're, we're starting to work into our YouTube page, so we're going to be attending some of these events as well and uh, catching footage yeah. and catching some interviews on on tape as well. On tape? We sound old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're going to record it on tape. On VHS? On VHS, yeah. Make sure you check it out at your nearest blockbuster um, for, for YouTube. So keep your eyes out on that. And if you haven't checked out the website, make sure you do so at thejvazshow.com. You can find pictures and videos for the events we have attended and information, information, information on upcoming <laughs> events. So moving right along, let's talk about, um, it's going to sound like ESG and Slim Thug, but you know, it's not. So let's talk about the little girl that threw her hands up, ha, ha, ha. uh, threw her hands up, um, so you were, oh. you were the one that, that got this story. Um, so let me hand it over to you on Channel 26 News. Prince Jericho, can you hear me? Yes, uh, live from the Florida Florida location. Uh, it is fucking crazy out here. I, I have people on, uh, what's that uh, that drug? They just go insane. No, uh, man, but real. salts. Uh, what is it called? It's like is is it's called crocodile or something, and like it eats away at your skin, but you like go insane. I like thought it was bath salts. Like crazy shit. It's like bath salts, but it's not. It's some other new stuff that they've created just to. And is this just know, in Florida? Florida people be acting crazy. They be doing some stupid shit over there. What's wrong with y'all? I ain't never heard Damn. of it any other place. You hear some? I, have you ever like even go to the news and you see like just these crazy articles and they're like. In Florida, I'm like, bro, all you have to do, yeah, all you have to do is type in Florida man or Florida woman, and some stupid shit pops up every day. Oh my god! I'm sorry, guys, but y'all guys are stupid, in in a non (laughs) in a non mean way. I say that like I'm not trying to be offensive. You guys are just wild, stupid, (laughs) stupid. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, no man. So this story popped up. Um. Uh. This. These, this couple had gotten pulled over or whatever and uh and the video starts of course you know they only show what they want you to see but they show this little bitty two-year-old girl and i know that it doesn't make any difference but she was white just in case anybody was so she wondering. has no, she has nothing to worry about then continue exactly on. so surprisingly enough little two-year-old hands up held high walking towards the cops and cops have guns drawn on her telling her to back away back up or turn around and uh wait 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 wait. so they legit ass were pointing the guns at the two-year-old a a child not it's a child it's a toddler it's like a two-year-old in my mind that's still a baby bro i I know but they were pointing their guns at her yes shut the fuck up I'm being for real, bro. I watched the video. If you haven't Wait, seen it yet, I saw the video. I saw the video, but this whole time I thought they were pointing the gun at their parents, and the little girl was just walking towards them. I did not know they were pointing the guns at her. Like I was, I didn't pay that much attention to the video. That's fucking wild. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Finish, finish the story, but though. I, it, I mean, 
I, and it's kind of hard to tell, but That's what she said. I mean, police officers are trained, quote unquote, to uh, you know protect and defend or whatever like that, and whatever is deemed or perceivable as a threat, you know they have to address it or whatever. So they have this little kid. We don't know what the kid has. Kid might have had a nine behind her back, ready to pop somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say she might have a bomb, but, but you said she was white, so she couldn't have had a bomb. She's not, you know. Nah, la, 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 yeah. la, la, la. She's not one of them. <laughs> but it's crazy, though. So the backstory is, um, I, I guess the parents, of course, Florida people, um, something had to do with them. Floridians? Uh, they kinda, yeah, yeah they, had, they had a gun in the back or something, uh, in the back of the car, but uh, the, the kids, Actually, there's a two and one year old were just mimicking their parents when they were told to get out of the car with a handheld eye. They kids came out of the car and were doing the exact same thing, except they started walking toward the police officer, which I'm sure made them a little nervous. Put your hands down! I said, put your hands up. The the little kids (laughs) like, mama, mama, drop to your knees, motherfucker! (laughs) Can you imagine? Like, drop fifteen pounds of force. (laughs) Drop to your knees, motherfucker! Officer, <laughs> Officer Charles, she's a two-year-old. The bitch might be a midget. Drop to your knees, in motherfucker. In Florida news, a two-year-old <laughs> was arrested for being an accomplice to their parents' debauchery. Bro, could you imagine the cop like like running towards her and tackling the two-year-old? I got her. I got her. <laughs> put your hands behind Dude, your I, back. It's it's sad, but I wouldn't put it by because you see, you see even stories of cops like mishandling even little kids, you know, like seven, eight year olds, man, and you know, and and holding them at gunpoint or even locking them up. It's, it's uh, usually black kids, though. But you know um, it's usually black kids, not little white kids. And can hey, you imagine it, the cop? Like I have all these stupid thoughts in my head right now. Like the cop just running towards her and straight up flat kicking her right in the face. Get down, motherfucker! Bam! Like straight to the face. I told you. I told you. Don't uh, come forward. You know how to understand. Quit, quit resisting. Oh <laughs> quit resist. I forget. Okay. On a side note, I don't know what it was. I saw this other video. This kid's like riding a skateboard. Two female cops, the the biker cops, roll up on him and start cuffing him or whatever like that, and say he was jaywalking, and then they told him to stop, and he didn't stop on his skateboard. So they arrest him for jaywalking, bro. Like, I think that's the most petty crime is to jaywalk. There's no safety measure that I see, you know, that deems to be arrested just for walking across the street. Yeah, uh, I never understood that. I never understood that. Um, speaking of videos, well, this, this, videos. Past, this past weekend, I was watching porn and, uh, and the ad what popped kind? up. And the ad, uh, POV. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you like that first person? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Nah, uh, no. So I was watching. I don't know what the fuck I was watching. I, I, I wasn't even watching anything. What, what am I talking about? It was on Facebook. Um, so. The you watch vi- porn on Facebook? Wow, they really set the game up. I'm telling you, they stepping it up over there. <laughs> all two and one. So um, the video pops up, right? And I see people losing their mind about it, talking about teenager with, you know, MAGA hat is uh, being disres- disrespecting an Indian. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I- very ignorant of me. Uh, a Native American. Um, so nice. my, so w- when I, I didn't I didn't I didn't even bother clicking on the video. I just saw this little white kid 
with a Trump hat. And I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking he was probably like straight up mocking him like in his face, like singing in his face or something and probably pushed the little Indian guy. I'm sorry, yeah. the, the Native American guy. And that's that's what's running through my head, right? So the, for, for like the first two days or first day, I can remember how long it's been. I'm I'm thinking this is what's happening, right? Right. So today, today, which is Monday, today I took the time to watch the video. And I see the kids around this kid are the ones that are mocking the Native American. They're the ones yelling, trying to sing and stuff like that. Um, however, the video that I watched not once in my point of view, <laughs> POV, in my point of view, did I ever see this kid be disrespectful. Mm. Now, I was reading the comments and people are like, well, look, look at the hat he's wearing. You know, that tells you what he stands for. and He has a smirk on his face. So my initial thought is if the kid was not wearing a Make American Great hat again, would people not think that he was being disrespectful? Would people look at it as something different? Or, I mean, the, it seems like the real reason people are saying he was being disrespectful is mainly because of the hat he was wearing. Yeah. And I don't think he, I mean, if he didn't have the MAGA hat, they wouldn't put him in the spotlight. But, I mean, I think that's, uh, that's more of a political or uh, uh, news agenda that, they always try to push. They try to make controversy where there is no controversy. Mind you, other kids at that process probably disrespectful, but I mean, that's what comes with free speech. Unfortunately, you have a same, just as much right as the other person. So if they don't agree with you. They have just as much right to sit up there at the same protest and protest back at you. See, that's one thing. Yes, I agree with that. And um, let me take it back right quick. Um, back when Martin Luther King had a dream. No, uh, so MLK. so let's yeah yeah oh yeah it is Milk Day uh, MLK Day today. Um, Happy Martin Luther King to any any uh, African Americans listening. And um, it, it it man, hold on, we're gonna come back to this. Damn, you're just fucking with my head all over the place. I got so much shit to say right now. So <laughs> before before we talk about Martin Luther King, so I feel. Like, people should be talking about the kids that were around this kid. They were the one being disrespectful. They were the ones actually mocking the Native Americans. This kid was just right. standing there, and they're like, well, he was standing in front of him. He wouldn't move. He doesn't have to move. Why didn't the Native American go around him? Why didn't the Native American back up? Why does it have to be the kid that has to move? And now, fuck Trump. I don't like Trump. However. We can't just sit here and think everybody that supports Trump or that's wearing a Trump uh, Make America Great hat again is a piece of shit because that's not always the case. I know. Look at Kanye. Yeah, I fuck with Kanye, man. I like Kanye. Yeah, he's just a little weird right now. But anyways, so, uh, so yeah. So when I see this, I'm like, if the kid wasn't wearing the hat, it would be a completely different story. But again, that's what the media does. The media's looking for that for that moment that they can fuck shit up. Now, let's go back to uh, Martin Luther King right quick. Yes, yes, yes. MLK. MLK once had a dream that one day every Negro kid in America could... How did it go? 
Fuck, I know the speech. I had to, oh, me- I, I had to memorize it. You know what's fucked up? They made, yeah. us, they made us memorize this speech, go in front of class and say it, but we couldn't say Negro. And it's like, well, shit, that's the speech, bro. Like, it's only <laughs> racist if you look at it racist. Like, I'm, you know, we're legit remembering, of, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Right. So, um, how do you feel about these man-made holidays? Does it feel like they, they give you guys Martin Luther King? <laughs> that's fucking racist. They give you guys Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> in african-american month like that doesn't make up for anything no how do you feel i mean at least it's more than cinco de mayo well cinco de mayo is not even a celebrated mexican holiday i know but we celebrate it anyway that's what fucked up for i know but so but see that's what i'm talking about these these man-made holidays in america american-made holidays not just man-made American man. What what's why? Like why do they do this? Obviously I'm telling you, in Mexico, they don't even mention Cinco de Mayo. It's La Batalla de Puebla, which is the Battle of Puebla. And it means nothing to us. <laughs> and we've turned into uh, an excuse to to drink and celebrate Mexicans. Like ain't got shit to, ain't got nothing to do with it. Margaritas. Bitch, we don't drink you margaritas. I mean, I drink margaritas, but, you know. But anyway, so how do you feel about Martin Luther King's Day? That's a half of a half African-American. Mm, well, I feel that what he stood up for. Uh, no, no, no. Not what he represents. What? About the holidays, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, no, like, I, I, get, I get what he stood up for, and I'm all with it. But, yeah. I mean, the man-made well, holiday itself. Exactly. Uh, what I mean is, um, I, I feel that what he did initially, what he was standing up for, um, is not very well represented today. And it has just become just that a holiday, uh, that we do remember that time and even black history month. Uh, but Morgan Freeman put it, you know, a really great way. I remember he was talking about this and he said, why, why, uh, I can't even think of the word, but really, why why are you giving us a month? Why you know when the rest of the year is? I mean, in his eyes, you know, is whatever holiday or or whoever holiday, and you're you're minimalizing or uh, monetizing a people to just one uh, one month, and this is yours. So when Martin MLK, what he wanted was civil rights. Um, equality and i don't think that's represented today because we as a people or more so uh the, the black community um i don't feel has is still not there yet it hasn't stepped up they haven't rebuilt and we talked about this we touched about this uh you know a few times where uh where a people is against each other and not together and building each other up and until that happens, we're just going to keep on being just one holiday and one month out of the year instead of the whole year round celebrating who we are and yes. uh, and, and what we represent, you know? What about you? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's hard to give my opinion on it because I'm not black. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you're racist, though. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Fuck you, I'm not racist. I just, I just mean like... I, I can't sit here and act like I know. I mean, I know according to history what African Americans went through, but 
I cannot sit here and and act like I know exactly how you guys feel about what you went through. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you feel disrespected about it. However, again, I can't sit here and say I know exactly what you guys went through or, or you know what I mean? Because that'd be ignorant as fuck of, for me to say that. Um, you know what the hardest thing is? What's up? It is to... Is, is honoring history or the past that you did not get to experience so you don't exactly know the struggle? You know, I don't know. Um, even growing up, like even my father, you know, my father's African-American. But when he, he grew up in the 60s and the 70s, you know, and there was still unrest. And it was way different back then than it is now. But I, I will never know what he had to go through. Yeah. Going through that era. because. I wasn't in that era. So yeah, that's the see, hardest thing I, I feel for people nowadays, especially because they were so, we're so saturated with information that and we have such short attention spans uh, to really relate to the past because we're, we're steady, cl- you know, clogging our memories with just what's in the now and all this other information. We, we tend to desensitize ourselves ourselves from, you know, what or where we came from. Yes, that's, that's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like, obviously, some fucked up shit that happened, you know, in the past. Um, still, still to this day, uh, African Americans get mistreated, and again, it's we know the history, but again, I cannot sit here and tell you I know exactly what happened. You know, I know exactly how you guys feel. You know, because I don't. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even with my people, whenever they're talking about illegal immigrants, it's like, I can't sit here and say, yeah, I know what they're going through because I don't. And that's my people. I just know not everybody that's coming to this country is coming f- to, to commit crime. But do I know what it feels like to be one of them or what it's like to be treated the way they're treated? No. I mean, call me privileged if you want, but I have never... Okay, I'll take that back. I ain't gonna say never. Maybe once or twice. But I have never encountered racism. How some of these people describe it or or the videos you see on YouTube where people just come up to you and, and make racial remarks about, you know, fucking wetback, stuff like that. I have never encountered that. So I cannot sit here and say, I know what they're going through. I know what it feels like besides the feelings that you get when you watch these videos or when you watch the news or when you hear the stories about it. But I can't. Re- I really can't relate. Um, yeah. And again, I do come from a family that that. I mean, we we're, we're resident. We're residents. We're not even citizens. Uh, we're we're all born in Mexico. So, but again, I never encountered that. Um, I have encountered. I used to work at Brookshire Brothers. I had this little crackhead lady. I was putting up the meat. I was putting <laughs> up the meat, and she came up to me and she's like, "It's because of people like you." People like me don't have a job. And I turned around, I'm like, what? She's like, you heard me? Because of people like you, I can't get a job. I was like, oh, so it's not the drugs? And then the meat market guy's like, Julio, just just go to the back. I'll, I'll take care of this. I'm like, all right. Uh, bitch, don't be, trying to blame, don't be trying to blame that shit on me. I'm not the one t- telling you to do drugs, fucking Big Bird. That's, that's what they used to call her, Big Bird. Um, well, you should have crumpled up an uh, uh, application and threw it at her. Yeah, like, here, bitch. <laughs> you want to work here? <laughs> work with my meat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, yeah. I right, man. So, uh, moving, moving right on. 
Uh, we do have an interview today. We do have an interview coming right after this break. We are joined by an artist from South Carolina. Uh, at the beginning, I described him as country rap. But as we started talking to him, he's like, this ain't country rap. Some fucking rap that just happens to be country. So joining us after this break, we'll be joined by South Carolina artist. He was nominated for rap country uh, for the Rap Country Awards, even though it's not rap country. But he was nominated Ooh. for the awards for artists to watch. Uh, he has a show coming up this Saturday, opening up for Paul Wall, and uh, he has some legit ass music. So we'll be joined by Ray Gotti from South Carolina. So make sure you guys stay put, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. And uh, we're gonna take it into this break with Snow the Product, Dale Gas. We'll be right back. Yeah, look, somewhere between Selena and a Missy misdemeanor. I'm a savage off tequila, tell a hater, suck my dick. It's the fucking mama cedar, hate to salt my margarita. You was talking on the net, so I got the homie to fuck your bitch. I'm a big shit talker, even bigger when I does it. Mexican is fuck, you never know who to fuck my cousin. If it's friction, then it's friction. If it's static, here it buzzing. Someone round me, know somebody, no one know, like fuck a government. Who the fuck you gon' catch when it ain't no names mentioned? Find a John Doe, cause I Jose stiffed him. Who the fuck you gon' blame when it ain't no fingerprints and man, I Told you no one speak no English, what the fuck's a sentence? Dicen que pa' donde voy, voy pa' arriba pa' donde más Soy la fucking mexicana, ain't no stopping, dale gas, dale más Fuck the law, go pa' atrás, fuck them all I'm the fucking get your issue, type of bitch like what you want Hey, 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 Caídos de mi pueblo que se muere el mal gobierno por robar tanto dinero, pinche vale rata, me vale verga esos raperos, así que digo lo que quiero, esta va para mi barrio, va para mi rapa, por los que están en la cana, por una merca sembrada, por la misma policía, gente inocente sigue encerrada, tengo un chico de estilo y no acaba, con mi línea su boca se traba, desde la semana pasada, traigo tu perra traumada, me quería tumbar pero no pasa, dime lo que quieres romando yo, mira como elevo de nivel mi flow, para que me paren más a muy capa, tengo un home run, bad jack on huele muy bien siempre yo mi blow, para mis homies en prisa, para mis Guardos en el pongo, para mis haters de topo Por boca, para los mamis el ping pong El original no se acepta un clon Si tienes moda pon, un poquito en el pong Sigo firme, loco Sean, un soldado en mi nación Hey, 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 hey Yeah, hey, 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 hey Dale cas Hasta Zacatecas Estos están fumando piedras Y piensan que me voy a dar Estas muñecas de seda No saben lo que les queda Aquí esto sí es producto fino No se vale regalar Son regaladas Esta es tirada Pa' la que quede Tengo beat con la que quiere Medicando a cualquier más Todavía no acaba Ya me tardaba Ya cae la nieve Y viene invierno Y hielo que me teme Me cito a cerrar Ok, pues está chula la chava Mami, tu novio me alaba El pobre quiere ser rapero Y ya se sueña andar en trap Entro y se limpia la baba Cuántas pobres pendejadas Dice que hace Y yo no encuentro I'm some random shit I'm hot Diles que si hablan que esta diabla ya llegó con el estilo de más Ya me tardaba pero ya vas no the product sin stop Ya estoy enfadada ya lo verán pues no me creyeron pero ahora que tal Aquí lo en inglés igual español así que no me queda más que delegar Hey, 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 yeah Hey, 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 h
Joining us now from South Carolina, he was nominated for the Rap Country Awards as an upcoming uh, artist to watch. Uh, he just had a show in Georgia and is opening up for Paul Wall at the Emerson Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana on January 26th. Ray Gotti, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? No, I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Oh, man, we good. We right. good, man. Out here in Texas, man. So you're you're in South Carolina, correct? Yeah, man, South Crack, the one and only. The one and only. So, Ray, man, um, the moment I, I checked out your music, man, it, it stood out to me uh, for, for a couple different reasons. And I was like, man, we, we need to get this guy on the show. Uh, we, we need to get his music playing on the podcast as well. And um, I'll be honest with you, when I first heard Rap Country, I was like, like man, what are they talking about? Is, is this like, uh, fuck, what's that guy that... that Prince, what's that? What's that guy that sings country that comes to Houston for every rodeo? Which one? He he's always like in the woodlands and always in Houston for the for the Houston livestock show and rodeo. It's it's country music, but it sounds like rap. That's what I thought. But then when wow. I checked out um, your music, I was like, oh, this this is like rap country country. Like this this is a completely different style. Man, that. that- there's some real boys out here from the country that can really rap, man. So don't take, don't don't take that 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 shit that them boys are doing like what I'm doing, cause it ain't nothing the same. That's why I'm about to drop the different breed of country on them. Yeah, man. When I checked hey, it out, like I, I said, I was, yeah, I was I was pretty pretty think, pretty impressed by it, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So t- tell us a little about yourself for the people that don't know about Ray Gotti. Just give us a little man. background. Man, I'm from small ass Darlington, South Carolina. We only get busy one weekend a year, and that's when NASCAR comes to town. <laughs> um, other than that, man, it's been a hard life, man, out here doing dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, just just being honest, man. Like, I'm I'm your average dude, man. You know, been in trouble in my life, trying to damn change it around and damn do something positive, man. Yeah, man. So mu- I, um, music is def. Go ahead, Prince. No, I was I was gonna say yeah. Um, I, I was just backing off of who he was said what who you said, but when I first saw you guys too, um, and even your sound did not sound like white boys at all, and uh, and I was just really I was really intrigued um, because of that's because. Uh, go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean. To- I didn't mean to cut you off, but the reason we don't sound like that is because we're a different breed of country, man. We, we're a whole different breed, <laughs> brother. That, that, you got the motherfuckers out there to go hunting and fishing. I, I ain't knocking that. Hell, I like to fish, too. But but I ain't about to t- talk about it on every track. I ain't about to talk about, oh, my four by four, I'm in the mud on every fucking song. Nah, man. That, excuse me. Can I uh, cuss on here? Oh, all day, man. Talk, go for now it. You talking about some, uh, now you talking about Houston, the country music. What's your problem, man? <laughs> Nah, nah. I like country music. Actual country music. Yeah. Like I, I listen to country music. Like I, I like it. But when it comes to a lot of these hip hoppers, the Florida line. No, I like Florida Georgia line. I ain't got no problem with them. They got some catchy ass songs. They make good music. They really do. They yeah. got some catchy I stuff. A, I, ain't got, I ain't got no problem. I ain't got no problem with them. Like you know, like I like their music. I like a lot of the new the new. uh 
country that's coming out. When I'm speaking about these, I'm speaking about these hip hoppers, these wanna be rappers. So, 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 uh, see that that's you feel me? That that got me hip hop. Tell us a little bit something about the genre because it, it's new to me. Uh, I had heard about it. You know what I say about hip? You know what I say about hip hop? Fuck hip hop. <laughs> so like just real. So I'm like I they 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 try to keep that. And the reason I say that, man, they keep keep trying to say I'm a hip hop artist. I'm a hip hop man. I'm not a hip hop artist. I'm not talking about mudding and all that. Like you hear nine nine out of ten hip hop songs ain't nothing but about moonshine and going in the mud. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so what? Come on. So you you consider yourself just a hip hop artist? Like take away the hip shit. I'm a, I'm just an artist. Yeah, I'm I'm a rapper. I'm a hip hop artist. I've been doing hip hop for fucking twenty years, man. Nice, nice. Twenty years strong. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing. Yeah, I I mean, like, for real. I mean, like, I'm old school with it. Like, my first album I ever bought, my first CD I ever purchased as a kid was East Eternal, 1999. Nice. Oh, man, you brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling like, <laughs> I mean, like, that was the first actual CD I ever purchased was Bone Tugs and Harmony, East Eternal, 1999. That so, was my introduction to hip-hop. So let me ask you this. Who, who, who are your, who are the artists that inspire your, your music? inspire you as an artist man you uh ti yellow wolf paul wall jelly roll struggle jennings um See, man jeezy you, you got a, a song with of, struggle jennings don't you the um wish yeah, you, i got a wish song with would. struggle man that's the homie yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's one of the, um, to my understanding, from from what I know as far as rap country, he's he's one of the pretty established rap country artists. Him and uh, and Jelly Roll, right? Yeah, that's Waylon Jennings' grandson, the the legendary uh, outlaw country artist yeah. Waylon Jennings. Day, that's his grandson. So so, t tell me, how was it working with him? Um, being able to put a, uh, not just the, the song, but being able to man, do the music video with him. Man, it, it goes a lot deeper than just that music video, man. Strug is a humble cat, like love the dude to death, man. Like I go to I go to hell in a handbasket over that dude. Like, real talk. He he he's a good dude, man. Like anything he's ever told me, I could take that shit to the bank. Yeah. R real good people, you know, just and actually he wasn't even supposed to be on the song. I went up there to record that song with Alexander King, the other dude that's on it with me. Yeah. Alex it was right around time when Strug was just getting out. Uh, Alex went back downtown to hang out with uh, Strug for a little while before he had to go back into the halfway house that night. And I emailed the track down after I got done recording my verse at the studio we were at in Nashville. We emailed it over to Alex so he could hear it and give the okay on it, you know? Um, so Strug was in the background and I heard we had a guitar solo after my verse and I heard him say that's where I'm supposed to come in and I knew the voice and like I said struggle has influenced my career a lot yeah. so when I heard that voice in the background I was like uh Alex who was that he's like oh, that ain't nobody but struggle and I was like nobody but struggle I'm like shit what's the ticket I'm on the way to pay that shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's how that went down like like I didn't go to Nashville to actually get him on the song I went to Nashville to work with Alexander King and it just the cards fell where they did, man. And 
I got blessed. Nice. I got really blessed. Nice. By that, that, the whole. How does it feel? I'm sorry, Ray. Uh, but how does it feel to, you know, be in the rap game for so long, and you're you're now getting that recognition. You're seeing your hard work pay off, and you're getting noticed, and you're getting those features, and you're and you're getting booked for shows now. How does that feel? Man, and, and as you know, coming it from feels, your beginning, it feels great, man. Like to be honest, but like up until maybe two two years ago. I didn't feel like I was ready to have that exposure. If you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm, I'm just, I've been in it 20 years, but I'm just now finding who I am as an artist. Hmm. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it took me a long time of mimicking other artists and trying to do what this, what what's hot right now. And, and, and it, it took me a long time to realize that I don't got to do that. I just got to make music. I want to hear somebody else. I didn't want to hear it too. And do you think that's the struggle of a lot of artists is they try to sound like people that they yes. look up to or are trying to make that hot track that they forget to focus on their own sound? Yeah, I, I really do, man. And, and that's why I think we have a lot of one-hit wonders in this in, in the music industry, man, because they might come up with that one hot hit that sounds like everything else is on the radio right now, but they can't keep doing that because what? that's not their style. That's not who they are. What helped you find your style? Or what helped you find yourself as an artist? And you, when you were like, you know what, this is who I am, and this is this is the music I'm gonna make. I got clean. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good thing. Not not just you know to find I mean, yourself, but just being being honest, man. I got clean. I I was out there on pain pills for a long time, man, and they had me by the nuts. I got clean. I'm three and a half years sober now, man, and I nice. feel better than I ever have. I'm, my life taking off. I mean, I can't complain. I mean, you're definitely on, on the right track. Uh, you mentioned one one of your uh, artists that that inspired you was Paul Wall, and we mentioned we mentioned it in the yeah. beginning of the podcast. You're opening up for him on the 26. How, how does that feel? Yep, and, to, to, to to be able to do that, man. I just got goosebumps when you said it, bro. <laughs> I, I, I I'm still in shock, truthfully, to say that these they they hit me up and was like, hey, man. We're extending this slot. What's up? You know, like it—it it, it took me what's by surprise. Up? Yeah, what's up? I'll be there. <laughs> Ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's, that's that's pretty awesome. So, uh, you do have an album out at the moment. It's called the Book of Eli. Uh, the Book of Eli. Chill out. The Book of Gotti. <laughs> and uh, you say so you're currently working on one called a uh, different breed of country. Uh, can you talk to us about yeah. the book of Gotti and and how that album came about and, and what do you feel like people are going to get out of it when they listen to it? Man, the book of Gotti, I, after I went and dropped the song with Alex and them and recorded that, at that point in time, I hadn't done no music in about three years when I wrote that verse that's on that song with Alex. That was the first verse I had wrote in about three years. And, um, I like, I just been on block. Like, I just, I couldn't get focused. I couldn't set that. Like I said, I, I was out there, man. I, I couldn't get focused. But, what, you know, I went to Nashville right at the beginning of me getting clean, like coming off of everything. And you know, I started investing my money in myself instead of doing dumb shit with it. Yeah. Um, damn. I come home and I wrote 
recorded, mixed, and mastered the whole book of Gotti in 28 days. Nice. Mm. Like, Not even it just, that's a February. <laughs> yeah, in a February, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it was uh, the end of January, middle of February when I finished it. <laughs> like, it, it was about that time. So, yeah. Um, but nah, man, damn, you know, it, it, you'll learn who Gotti is. That's why I named it the Book of Gotti. There's, there's a lot of songs on there that tell my story, that tell a lot about what I've been through and what I've seen and dumb shit I've done. And I talk about addiction on it. I, I talk, you know, I talk about a lot of things on it, man. I, I talk about real life struggle. I think that's why people relate to my music. Now on, I'm not out here bragging but, about what I got and none of that. Now, um, so when 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 people hear it, um, obviously they're gonna get a piece of your story. Um, what what would you say to somebody that that has never heard of you or has never or is not familiar with rap country? What what would you tell them that hey, this is why you need to listen to not just rap country but listen to my album what would I say to those people yeah man you gotta give everybody a chance bro yeah I mean that's that's about it man you gotta give everybody a chance like like I'm a fan of all genres of music just cause I'm a rapper don't mean I won't listen to country just cause I'm a rapper don't mean I don't like listening to old school R&B and stuff like that man if if you're so narrow minded that you can't appreciate good music for what it is, regardless of the genre. I, I shouldn't even be speaking to you to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Yeah. And now, you think, uh, that limits, I mean, does that limit an artist, uh, you know, by sticking to one genre? I mean, would you be willing to go out of even rap and collab with maybe, you know, a rock group or, Dude, I just did. Like I just did. There's a uh, local, uh, there's a local hard rock band around here called uh, Age of the Fall. They got a really good following around here. We just actually did a show together in our home city, uh, Florence, South Carolina. It's the city right next to the one I grew up in. Um, we did a show at uh, at one of our local venues. Um, did had a real good time, you know, and and we actually collaborated on a song to end the show with. So I'm rapping on their their rock song that they're screaming on. Nice. You know, nice. I mean, like like I, I said, about I, that with my girlfriend too, actually about mixing rap and and rock music. Man, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan. Like, and if you listen to my music, I feel like my music's got more of a rocking like a southern rock feel than a country feel. You know, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a more, yeah. That's, I understand that it's it's all lumped together now, but back in the day, it was it was southern rock and roll. Then they had country music artists, you know. Yeah. So I still consider it country rock. I don't consider Leonard Skinner and all that. I mean, I mean, I still I consider that southern rock, not country. So that like you have a more hood sound. Uh, it's it's definitely I, I would definitely prefer your music over. And don't get me wrong, like Kid Rock has some great songs, 
and he was considered almost like a, a rock rap artist in in a way. But he, I think he, his the genre he was underneath was rock. But um, yeah, I, I do. He got that started he, as a DJ though. Kid Rock. Yeah, he was originally a DJ, and uh, he was yeah. a rapper before he before he started the rock and roll thing. He went to rock and roll because he he could get paid from that. They weren't giving him a chance in hip hop. See, so let me ask you this, because well, I mean, it, like it seems said, everybody deserves a chance, right? Yeah, and, and it seems yeah. there's a lot of disadvantages. We, we were talking about this. I was I was talking to some people about bringing you on the show, and they were like, "What well, what's the difference between rap country?" I was like, "I feel like." It's so hard, um, like me being Hispanic, j- just that alone, it's so hard to break into the rap or hip-hop music because people won't give you a chance. So now, besides exactly. Eminem and Paul Wall, I don't think there's any other white dude, MGK, but you know, that's 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 something else. But I don't think there's any other white dude out here doing or getting the recognition for their talent because obviously... You know, hip hop and rap, it, it's it's ran by, you know, by African-Americans and and they're the ones that get all the recognition. So when another race comes in and it's 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 a struggle. So so how do you feel that's affected your career? Not by not getting the recognition that that you feel like you deserve. Man, I feel like I've got every bit of recognition I deserve in all in all honesty. In all honesty, I feel like I have. I loved being the only white boy in the club. You feel me? Yeah. I, I went through that. Most of these most of these country rappers that's out now, they, they haven't been there. They don't know what it's like to be the only white boy in the club and everybody looking at you sideways until you get on stage and you kill that shit. Then it's all daps and hugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't know that feeling. They they don't know the feeling of walking into a club and being the only white boy and halfway through your song, the whole crowd screaming that shit back at you and them not even knowing one word of the song before you started rapping it. Nice. You, nice. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I know you but said, I, like I said, I feel like I, I feel like I got I've got all the rec- recognition I deserve and what I've worked for, man. Like I like I say, I've been putting in work for a long time, but up until 2016, I never really ran with it. Like I never really pushed it. Like I was just working. Like I was I I got thousands of songs recorded that nobody's ever heard. But you you know what I'm saying? Like while I was perfecting my craft, I I didn't feel like I was at a point where I wanted to give it to anybody and say, hey, man, check this out. Tell me what you think. That's what I feel more artists need to work on is artist development. Yeah. True. Yeah, I think people like uh, um, try to push things out, you know, prematurely. Even uh, I had a friend, you know, my brother makes beats. And uh, he had made this one beat. Me and him had, uh, you know, made one night. And he... You know, it was hot, you know what I'm saying? And I got excited, and I started writing to it, you know. But And then my homeboy, you know, pretty much put it in perspective. You're like, okay, so you just one hit. What's next? You know, you can't just make one song. Like you said, one hit wonders. You can't make one song and then just flop. You got to be disappeared. And yeah. like you said, develop your craft and be prepared for the next Consistent. The next level, Consistency is key. Exactly. Man, I'll tell you right, tell you right now, if a label come in and wanted to sign me to like a three contract deal, like a three album deal or something. 
I got enough material right now to fulfill that contract. Nice. So see, it's, it's, Would you that nobody's sp- ever speaking, heard. Speaking of that, so, I, go ahead. Would I sign? Yeah. Man, they ain't offer million dollar record deals no more, homie. I can do this shit independent. Independent. Mate, much. Hey, it's 2019. <laughs> like all answer. the streaming services. You don't, you don't need a label no more. You you can 100% profit. Nah, you, you, <laughs> yeah. Some people. Why, why, why won't somebody else in my pocket? Yeah. Exactly. But it's crazy, though, because people have that option now. You have your own platform, YouTube. Uh, you put your music on free streaming service sites. And people still, some people still do choose to go that way because of the legwork that they don't have to do. But I feel it's so much That's more lazy important people. you do it yourself. <laughs> it's lazy That's people. lazy people, man. They, they don't want to put in the work. That's they, lazy. They, My daddy told me a long time ago, if you want something, you got to get out. You got to go work for it. Yeah. Sounds like my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just being, if you want something, you got to work for it. You can't expect another man to hand you shit. So see, speaking about record labels and getting signed, um, recently I seen you got nominated for the Rap Country uh, Artist to Watch. So obviously, you know, the the attention's coming. Like the attention is there. Uh, People are noticing. Um, t- tell me, you know, how you felt when, when you found out you were being, uh, nominated and, and how, how you feel about it. And I mean, just the experience of, of be like, damn, like, cause there's a lot of people that put in work, man, and never get to accomplish man, that. So, I, so it's I a was, big deal. I was honored to be nominated. Um, and it, it kind of made me feel some type of way because we have this thing called the South Carolina underground music awards and the South Carolina rap awards. And, uh, they've never not nominated me for nothing. Um, never like there, there's not another artist out of South Carolina that dropped a video this year. that has got 700,000 views on it and they got videos up there for video of the year. And I'm not even in it. Uh. You, you know? So, I mean, like, like, that that's the only recognition I ain't never got that I feel like I deserve. It's from it's from my home state. Like truthfully. I get more love out of town than I do at home. And see we but, were and Julio, remember we were just talking about this yeah. on, on the last interview, how that it's hardest to get love in your own city. Those be the people that hate the most until you finally make it and then they want to show you love. So honestly, yeah. Yeah. You but you know what I look <laughs> Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. You don't get that recognition, though. Yeah, man. Well, see, that's what I'm about to say, man. I love it now because the other week, the other month when I was in Florence with Struggle Jennings uh, on the Waylon and Willie tour, I had probably 40 or 50 people come up to me after the show. I went to high school with you. Do you remember me? Like, I was rapping in high school. You remember me? (laughs) (laughs) You know what Uh, I mean? Like, y'all weren't paying me no attention then, but now I'm up here with somebody y'all know. Like, like, like I, I tell people all the time, I ain't get no love in my home state when I went to Nashville, and they realized I was taking this shit serious. Yeah. Hey, See, man, that's how it be, bro. Autograph, sign on the dotted line, and keep it moving, man. They'll so, appreciate you on stage. So speaking speaking on that, as, as as far as your hometown not not showing the 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 love that that you deserve, um. Can you tell us about the music scene out there in South Carolina? Is there artists supporting artists, or or is it more of you on your own, cra- crabs in a bucket sort of deal? 
Yeah, exactly. It's cutthroat. They see somebody getting out, they want to drag them back. Man, see, that's the problem with uh, independent artists, man. That's that's like one of the biggest see, problems. I, like, matter of fact, I tried to do a little web series on my YouTube channel, you know, since I, I, I started getting a little bit of notoriety and got, got a good little bit of subscribers on my YouTube channel. I started, I tried to do something and I was going to call it straight out of Carolina, the artist exposure series. And I, I was going to go to a uh, local artist who like their neighborhood, uh, do an interview of them on camera, let them spit some of their music on camera in, in their neighborhood. And I couldn't even get nobody to hit me back about that. Like I'm trying to give you exposure. Yeah. What's See, the problem? Yeah. Like, I try to use my platform for the good, but Everybody down here is, oh, they're the best and ain't nobody better than them, but they don't even want to hear the next one. See, that, that's the problem with you independent know, artists. Minus, minus a few. Minus, minus a few. Now, I have met, I ain't going to say everybody, because I have met a handful of artists out of South Carolina that I rock with the long way. Like, like I call them my brothers. You know what I mean? Like, I fuck with them. But for the most part, Nobody rocks with nobody. It's all beef. If somebody starts blowing up, they're going to send people try to fight you and, and, and put it on YouTube and, and try to make you look like a punk. You don't fight when you don't fight because, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's 2019. I ain't fighting. <laughs> <laughs> let's like, let's get this money, man. Get all the bullshit. Let's get this money. Yeah. See, that's that's see that's that's a big issue with independent artists, man. Because like you said, everybody thinks they're they're the next big thing, and nobody wants to work together. Uh, I'm gonna give you an example, man. Um, uh, you know when when we started doing the whole podcast thing, and and I started reaching out to some artists. Some of them feel like like hell no, nah, I'm not coming on there. Like motherfucker, this is like a, a help me help you. You know, and, and I've hit yeah, up people. I mean, and, and, like when you hit me up, I was like, "Fuck it." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like the idea of our of our podcast is to. I used to do music, and I know how hard it is for people to get the recognition or any sort of radio play. That like, if you're an independent artist, you might as well forget about radio play. So when we came up with the yeah. idea of the podcast, I was like, you know what? Let's let's give that light to independent artists and help them get exposure from every state. Let's try to get anybody we can from different states. And and bring them to the podcast and help them get that get that light on them, and and you reach out to some people and they just ignore your message. I'm like, I, I told Prince the other day, I was like, look, we're not going to be chasing these people. If, if they want to come on the show, we get them on the show. If they're not going to come on here, it's their loss. I mean, we, we're trying to network with people, we're trying to keep it cool with people, help people out. But see, that's the problem with independent artists. They, they don't know that if there's two hot people in South Carolina right now, let's say it's you and somebody else that that got a buzz. Instead of trying to compete on who has the biggest buzz, work together and create the fucking best track or album y'all can out of South Carolina and both get the recognition. I feel you. I, I'm, I'm on the same shit, man. I've been trying to get all these local artists to do a collaborative album for years, man. They won't do it. Like, or they'll, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm down. But then when it comes time to lock in studio time or purchase beats or do yeah. anything, you know, do anything behind it. They don't want to do it. They get ghost. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, what, but I tell you what, those real recognize real. And there's a reason why those people or you know, people in general stay where they are, stay at the bottom. And there's others that elevate to the next level. And when, when you get to that point, 
Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like even like rap beef is not even beef because at the end of the day, those people that, uh, you know, put out probably the most widely listened to music, um, at the end of the day, they mutually respect each other because they understand and appreciate each other's art and respect each other's art and craft. Whereas the bottom, yeah, people have that mindset. It's me, 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 that ego and that pride that gets in the way of success. And I mean, that's just how it is. And, uh, I mean, my dad put it some, uh, the best way, uh, he had told me one time that, uh, there are some people that just don't want to be saved and it's not your job you know, to save them. If they want to stay where they are, then let them be and you move on. So, exactly. you know, hey, just gotta, like you said, keep it moving, man. If they don't want to be a part of anything and they don't want either your help or you like to help or be a part of that, then let them be in their own little hole. So so speaking of home. these other artists, right, um, what, what are some of the artists you've worked with and some artists that you would like to work with in the upcoming projects? Oh man, there's a million artists I'd like to work with. That, that list is too long to name. Um, but some of the artists I've worked with locally, I got my brother Frank James on my new come, upcoming album, uh, Carolina Fiend. Which y'all, if y'all checked out my videos, I'm on that country shit. That's the dude on that song with me. Um, he's on the upcoming album. I got uh, Franklin Embry out of Kentucky. Um. They call him Frank the Tank. He does a lot of country rap. Um, got him on it. I got uh, Justin the Hitman, uh, Ard out of Alabama on it. Um, that's about all the features I got on that and about all the artists I've worked with. Oh, and you, you know, the, the song was struggling. Alex, that's going on this way. Yeah. You know, so, so different. Everybody knows about them features. <laughs> <laughs> D- different breed of country. Um, what is your target date for it to come out? Um, what, who, who's on it with you? What producers are on there? You know that produce the music for you, and and okay, go go ahead. Uh, the producers on that album, I got Chain Smoker, uh, Chain Smoker Music Production Team throughout most of the album. I got a few. I got a few uh, instrumentals on there from H and M Music out of Kentucky. And I got one on there from Damn It Boy Entertainment, which is which you would uh, with that's John Connor and David Ray out of out of Tennessee. And mm. and do you have a, a release? And as for artists, I'm, go go ahead, go ahead. Oh, release date. Oh, yeah. release date, man. Uh, truthfully, it was supposed to be done. In, it was supposed to be released in December. Um, then I I just kind of got a really hot beat that I couldn't not put on there. So we're waiting on that track to get mastered. As soon as that track gets mastered, I'm going to put it in to get it uh, <laughs> get it clear by BMI and all that good stuff. You know, it takes about four weeks to do all that good shit. Um, so within the next two months, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to have it out. Nice. Nice. Um, wh- I don't have a set date, set date yet, but I will soon. Spring break. That'll be a great time to put it out, man. Um, what are your expectations? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What are your expectations in the next five years, Ray? My expectations in the next five years is to quit my day job. There you go. (laughs) That's that's the goal. That's the goal, man. (laughs) That's the only goal I got. I quit my day job and make a living solely off my music. 
I'm a happy man. I don't give a damn if it's just enough just to cover my bills and me be broke the rest of the week. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, but I mean, you're off to a good start, and and I see you got you got the right plan over there. I see when you, when you had that show in um in in Georgia, I seen you had you were selling shirts, CDs. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people don't don't think of that. A lot, a lot of people don't realize there's there's a lot of money yeah. to be made in the shirt game, man. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what got me on that. When I went to Nashville, I actually had the opportunity to go sit down in the studio with Yellow Wolf. Nice. Y'all, y'all know who, you know who Yellow Wolf is, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, I got. I actually got the opportunity to go set in on a session that he was working on with an artist out of Nashville called uh, Cook Up, Cook Up Boss. Um, he's actually signed us to American Records. Um, and w- while I was in there, Wolf put me on a lot of game, man, and uh, he could tell I was hungry, and you know, like, like we actually got to chop it up for for a good little while, man. And he put me on a lot of game and he told me, he was like, you think we make money off of these, these shows? He was like, you ought to see what we do on the merch table. And that, that was all it took for me. Like, yeah. as soon as I come home, I order shirts. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I ordered, I got shirts, koozies, stickers, shot glasses. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the process right now of developing a, a Ray Gotti cornhole game. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do my own beer pong game. Hey, I'm gonna do my. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna sell a beer pong game with uh, the Ray Gotti logos on the cup. Like, like, yeah, man. I mean, like, you just got to keep it pushing. Put your shit on. Put. Your, you got to push your brand. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. A lot of these artists think, think it's about the music. The music has a big part to do with it, but it's the brand and the image you portray. Yes. That's gonna take you to the next level. If you show up looking like a bum, ain't, ain't it's just you and one homie at a at a venue. That's how that promoter's gonna take you. But if you show up and you got a team of people that's not there to party, but they're there to work, you feel me? You got eight or nine people behind you. You got people in front of you going to set up your shit for you. You got you know what I'm saying? Like they they take you. Uh, on a whole different level when you show up and you got posters to hand out to people and you got flyers to hand out to people you got cds you got you got promotional material man you're you're branding yourself i look at ray Gotti like a brand like pepsi like nike like anything like that it's as, a brand as you should yeah yep it's free game i, I don't want to yep uh, the boy spitting gems boy <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm, I keep it real, man. I, I mean, I just try to, I'm myself all of the time. Anytime you meet me, anytime, I'm the same motherfucker. Uh, I mean, but it, it's true, man. You, you got to present yourself professional, man. If, if you want somebody to take you professional, why don't you have a business card? Yep. That should be your first step. You can get, you can go on Vistaprint right now and get 500 damn business cards with your logo, your name, your <laughs> Your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, your YouTube, all your links on that fucking on that business card for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yep. Why <laughs> don't you have it? 
Hey, this is so funny, man. This this is funny because check this out. Hey, shut the fuck See, up. You're telling Prince right now what's the deal. I told Prince, I said, look, I got these business cards, bro. And he's like, man, I need business cards. I said, look, man, how about you stop crying about it and you go to Vistaprint and get them hoes 500 for $9. Really? I said, yes. Matter of fact, my homie on Facebook, Chris Monomer, y'all go look him up. Ally Prince and this, man. Dude, dude does it all. He does Flyers, posters, business cards, print your CDs, full color. That man print you shirts, whatever you need, bro. Hey, he got all the merch. You want custom USB flash drives? He got that. You want download stream cards? He got that. Like, y'all look that man up. Ally Prince did say he's out of Chicago, man. Chris Monomer. He's on my friend's list. We'll check him out. We'll like, check man, him out. We, do, we, yeah, we exchange, we don't exchange information a- afterwards, because, yeah, yeah, I, I need something. <laughs> Vista Big Prince, fact. Prince. Yeah, like, like, you see, it ain't just me. He just told you Vista Prince. I've been telling that boy, yeah, right? I know, I know. <laughs> look, look, it, look. I was gonna let my girl. Uh, she, she worked for a printing company. She was gonna do it for me, and she fucked up. So I, I gotta go do, do it myself. Can't be it, taken it, serious, it, man. But, right. So, so check this out, right? <laughs> <Ray. but> <laughs> yeah. When, when people hear your music, what are they getting, man? I hope that they're hearing my story and learning some shit not to do. Nice. That's why I tell my story. If one, I don't care if thousands of people like my music. If I can reach one person with my music and change their life, which I have, I've had people come up to me at the end of shows and say, "Man, you just spent my life on that track." Man, I love it. Like, like if if I can reach one person to make them say, well, damn, he done that. It didn't work for him. Let me go a different way. This, this dude, I jumped off the porch at 12 years old selling dope. You feel me? Yeah. Never looked back. Caught dope charges. Got arrested. I am a convicted felon. Like, and it ain't on some real shit. Nah, it, it ain't stopped me. Because I'm going to get out. I'm a, now, I'm a, now I'm a proud, productive fucking citizen. I'm a business owner. I own tow trucks. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a productive citizen now because I'd never let no label stop me. I never let nobody tell me, Oh, you're a felon. You can't do this. Oh, you've done this. You can't do that. Like I learned from my mistakes, but hopefully what people take from my music, I hope they learn from my mistakes. So like, yeah. if you hear me talk about, yeah, I've sold, I've sold dope. I've served junkies. I have. I don't do it anymore, but I have, and I'm also tell. I might say that in one sentence, but I'm also going to turn around and tell you the negative side effects of it too. Yeah, you feel me? I'm not glorifying the shit. Hey man, this is probably. Oh, I, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. This is probably like the best because we ask everybody the same question at the end, like, "What are people getting out of your music?" And I ain't gonna lie, that, that this is probably the best reply we've had. Will you agree, Prince? Because everybody else is yeah, just kind of like eh, just the basic answer. But yeah, that that's that, this is probably the best reply we've gotten, Ray. Because that's what I want people to get out of my music, man. I gave I gave you an honest answer. Yeah. Like facts. I mean, I gave you an honest answer, man. Like that's what I want people to take from my music. When I come off stage and I had a fifty-one-year-old man standing in front of me, old white man, fucking full gray hair, full gray beard, was at a mud parking. 
in the bumfuck Egypt, North Carolina. And this dude come up to me crying and talking about, man, you just spit my life on that track. I'm going to go home and make my son listen to that. So he, he, he'll, he'll know, he'll know I'm not bullshitting. And it, this is where it'll lead you. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Like that, that's what I love about music. Being able that's to express. what I want people to take away from. Yes, I want. That's what I want people to take away from my music. Listen to what I'm talking about. Actually, listen to the words. Don't just listen to the beat because it's a hot beat. Like that. That's dope. That's cool. I, 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 I applaud producers too. They do do their fucking job and make great beats and make people want to bounce and whatnot. But actually, take some time and listen to the words. Like, because some of us actually, some of us artists is actually speaking about something. Yeah. Like, it ain't just about what we got. The new Rolex on my wrist, my Cadillac Escalade sitting outside, my house is paid for. You know, I can brag all day. But you don't hear me talking about that in fucking, in in my music. And you won't see me with fucking flashy-ass chains on and shit in my videos. Yeah. God, like, or, you you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to fake it till I make it or whatever these motherfuckers want to do. Like, like I said, I'm a business owner now. I've, I've changed my life around. I make music and I run tow trucks. That's what I do. Nice. Nice, man. Well, um, hopefully one day, my, my, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say, hopefully one day I can live off my damn music and my tow truck run the damn self. Hey, like, it's, it's coming. It's yeah, coming, man. That's my ultimate goal. It's it, it's coming, man. Because I'm telling yeah. you, um, we 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 got quite a feedback on on asking people for for their tracks, and I, I hit up you know yeah. probably a solid eight people out of everybody that replied. But man, it it's the only person that I've brought to the interview so far is you, man. And it's just because when I when I heard the music, it was like, see, this is different. This is different, and I feel like people yeah. people will like it. You know, so it it, it was yeah. it was definitely. Um, I mean, I told you I was excited to bring you on here, man. Just, just because I, I, I wanted to hear, you know, about how it all started and how you feel about music, and and, and so far you you haven't let me down. So, um, okay. Be- before we let you go, man, um, any shout outs you want to give out to anybody? Any upcoming projects you want to shout out as well? Man, I want to give a shout out to my little brother Frank James. Man, he's been my ace one through this music shit from day one, man. Um. That he got a project about to come out. I'm not too sure of the name of the project because he keeps everything under wraps until he, like, rah, about to give it to you. So like he, he moves in silence. So I can't I can't drop no names or nothing on his project name. He just dropped a uh, a free a free track on YouTube the other day. Uh, Gezy remix. It's called Alone. Y'all y'all look it up. It's Frank Chains, man. But and I'd like to give a shout out to Damn It Boy Entertainment out of Nashville, man. They they've been real influential in my career, and Alexander King too out of Nashville, man. That they've been a hundred percent humble with me and helped me out. That dude you know, was chain smoking music. That dude was dope. I had never yeah. heard of him before, but his so the, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that man, he done had a he done had a TV show on on A and E. No shit. Yeah, the Big Smoke Show. He was on it. Huh. They had a they they did like two seasons. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I don't yeah, watch TV. Yeah. I don't watch TV. I ain't gonna lie to you. But 
But I don't either, but they, somebody told me they had a show about a, uh, a a fat white country rapper from Tennessee. I had to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like and, Let me see what I'm up against. Let's and see. I already knew who Big Smoke was. I already knew who Big Smoke was before the TV show come out. So, like, I had to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you said you want to shout out to Ch- Chain Smokers? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but... Yeah, Chain... Not Chain Smokers. Oh. Chain Smoker Music. Uh, my chain my smoker. production team, man. <laughs> nah, not the Chain Smokers. Not the group. Not the group. Uh, nah, nah, nah. Chain Smoker Music. It's Chain Smoker Music production team, man. They out of, they out of South Carolina, man. This is my brothers, man. They... They the ones behind all this, all this new music y'all about to hear. They they didn't have too much hands in on on the book of Gotti, but they, they, this this different breed of country man, it, it's a whole different breed. Already, man. Hey, well, that's dope, man. But hey, if Chase Smokers does reach out to you for a collab, make it happen. Make it happen, hey, right? Hey, I, I, I would not. I would not say no. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Chase Smokers too. Shit, y'all, y'all, y'all heard it. Ray Gotti on the track. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ray Gotti on the track. Man, Ray, we appreciate your time, man. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the show. Um, we'll definitely keep keep in touch. Uh we'll 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 post all your music, man, and uh the talent is there. So, you know, the best the best of luck to you this upcoming year and and with your career as a whole, man. Just keep that shit up, man. Man, I appreciate y'all too, man. And I can't, I can't say one more thing. Go for it. Man, to all God, to God be all the glory, man. He does his shit. He he's the one that makes it all possible. Already, amen. Come on, let me know. Anytime, gotta tell them we with it. Uh-huh. Give a fuck about their opinion. We hot some jalapenos. Hey. If I'm lying, tell them come fuck with us and show us how y'all match your business. Ain't a person in your crew in real life I believe can handle it. Now smack the fuck out of you and beat the shit out your manager. SC to Tennessee. Round of applause for all these loud talking dudes. It's really some bras. Talk. 
spent my whole life trapped between the sidewalks Live by the wish you would, never big on maybe Banger hanging off my hip, keeping it on safety Lucasie on they throat, tapping out to the beat Use your inside voice and take it out to the street I follow with the fire, cause I run to the flame Still with the shit, some things never change Came from the place, we holla get there Once you cross the line, motherfucker gotta sit there Circle so small, can't nobody else fit there Anywhere you wanna take it home, I'd have been there Ray Gotti, ladies and gentlemen. Again, he's an artist from South Carolina. Um, he's country, just happens to do rap. He's actually fucking dope. He's got some pretty tight tracks. Um, yes. There's a track called... Um, oh, I forgot we just played that track at the end of the interview. So, you heard it with uh, Struggle Jennings and Alexander King. And... Um, Make sure you guys check out, check him out, check out his uh his music. The links are on the description of the podcast. You can find his music on on iTunes. Add him on his Facebook page. He does interact with his fans a lot. He goes on Facebook like quite a bit, Facebook like, Facebook live quite a bit, and uh, interacts with people. Uh, again, he if you're in Indiana and or the Indiana Indianapolis area, uh, he is opening up for Pow Wow this weekend, Saturday, the twenty sixth. So you guys can go out there and not just enjoy Powwow, but you guys can get familiar with Ray Gotti. He's got some pretty dope tracks and some upcoming projects as well. So that pretty much yes, does sir. it for us today. So just a quick reminder, make sure you guys follow us on all the social media pages at JVAS Show. Check out the website, thejvassshow.com. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, rate, review. Do all that in whatever order you want to do it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mom about it. Your grandma, your cousin, your nephew, whoever the fuck. Tell them to check it out. Drop her a comment on the, the review area. Rate it. If you're going to give us a five-star, rate it. If not, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> uh, Don't. Prince, Don't, Prince likes it when you guys follow him on his social media pages. He likes it because it feels it. good. Tell him what to I do, Prince. It. Yeah, man, if you want to follow me on Instagram at the Prince Jericho, P-R-I-N-C-E-J-E-R-I-C-H-O. And on Facebook, don't really want you on there, but if you do, it's Prince J on Facebook. Follow and holler. He's the guy with the little gas picture. He bald, trying to flex in front of the camera, taking a funny-ass selfie. Um, oh, yeah. So Y'all see me. Follow him. Uh, he's a cartoon on Instagram, though. So... <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow me, follow me at JVAS Show on Facebook or Instagram or my personal Instagram page. You can find it on the description on the Instagram. So once again, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week and make sure you guys tune in on Friday. Friday is The Underdog. We'll be showcasing another 25 tracks for all up and coming artists. The Underdog is brought to you by The JVAS Show. So make sure you guys tune in for that as well. Have a great week and that is it. Later, bitches. Peace. Mm. I'm a